You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hi and welcome to our Market Talk podcast. I'm Gavin O'Carroll from AIB. Today, we want to focus on the hospitality sector on the island of Ireland. And this is one of the key sectors hugely impacted by the pandemic. Government restrictions in various forms have been enforced both north and south over recent months. But there's really positive news on the vaccine front and we can start seeing a pathway out of this crisis. Today, we are privileged to welcome Bill Woolsey, founder and managing director of the Biancor Hospitality Group, and Gemma Payne, who is AIB's hospitality sector lead in the AIB Northern Ireland corporate team. Good morning, all. Thank you for joining us from across the island. Morning. Morning. Thanks for having us. Based on data from the CSO for 2019, the hotel sector has been generating €5 billion in revenues from international tourists and about a further €2 billion from domestic markets. Irish Tourism Industry Confederation estimates are for €3.5 billion reduction in overseas expenditure in 2020. And I'd say that's just a guesstimate. In Northern Ireland, the statistics also highlight the seriousness of the impact of COVID-19. In 2019, tourism generated £1 billion sterling in revenue for NI for the first time. That's from the NI Statistics and Research Agency, NISRA. However, industry consensus that the sector would be lucky to reach half of this in the full year of 2020. What an incredible year. The Northern Ireland Hotel Federation... In October 2020, hotel report predicts a significant slowdown, forecasting that occupancy levels could be as low as 30% in 2020. This equates to just over 1 million rooms sold and a massive drop from the 2.5 million rooms sold in 2019. Bill, you are at the forefront of the challenges in the hospitality sector. You're most welcome. I'm going to turn to you firstly as our customer. The portfolio of your businesses include the luxury merchant hotel in Belfast City Centre, famous on both Netflix and to anybody who's visited Belfast, the Bullet Hotel as well, the National and the Dirty Onion, among many others. It's a difficult time in your sectors and it's the second time during the pandemic we've seen major lockdowns. Could you shed some light for our listeners as to what has gone on in your hotels, pubs and restaurants this year? I mean, what has happened is when it first started, we thought this would maybe be a one or two month closure and it's gone on for the best part of the year. So we've practically lost six months trading. It's been a sort of hokey cokey experience and out, open, closed. So we have a, a chain of pizza restaurants. They have probably performed the best because they were able to open an efficient and profitable takeaway section. We have a portfolio of about 20 odd pubs. We only run three of them. The other 17 people lease from us. And about five of those are wet pubs. That is pubs that aren't able to serve food. They've been closed practically the whole time. And our other tenants have been opened, those with food, probably the six months. And hotels probably have followed a a similar pattern. So it's really been a period where we've, first of all, our strategy was we'll see this one through the first three months and then we'll be open. And as it's gone on, we've really battened down the hatches and just done our best to keep our staff together, keep morale up and try to make sure our losses were limited. As I speak to you now, we're opening in a week's time, we, we think. But as of yet, we don't know under what conditions. We don't know if there's going to be more stringent controls put on our industry, in which case we'll be opening just before Christmas and without the chance to make any profits. So it's been a a hugely worrying period. We employ about a 1,000 people. And in the 
42 years that I've been in business, I've never made anybody redundant. I've never laid off anybody either, which was, you know, one of my, you know, a boast and something that I felt pride in. And I think if you look throughout the hospitality industry, whether they're big operators or small operators, we all have a recognition that keeping well-trained, well-motivated staff in place not only makes sense for the, the customer, but makes business sense. And that I have found, and I think the whole industry have found, the most stressful aspect of this whole dreadful period. It's looking at the people who you employ and how can I treat them in a way that, you know, takes away their stress and gives them some security. And the answer is we haven't been able to give that reassurance to our, our customers. So it's been a hugely worrying period. So listening to you there, Bill, if you've got industry and other companies listening to you in your position in the hospitality industry, what are the common sense actions that you have actually dealt with over recent weeks and even the supports that you've looked to avail of? And then looking into the new year beyond the Christmas season, what are the actions you're taking now to execute when things are reopening, when the vaccines are being delivered? Yeah, well, we decided a very long time ago that if you're talking about common sense approach, that we wouldn't get involved in carryouts, takeaways. We wouldn't try to introduce delivery, home delivery because we just thought it was a way that we could lose even more money. So that's what we've done throughout. We've really tried to position ourselves to for when we can open and how we can most make our business profitable with all the restrictions in place. So that's what we've done throughout and that's what we'll continue to do. So as, as I said in my previous answer, we're due to open on the 11th of December, but we don't know under what terms we're going to be able to open. And we don't know if the terms will be so stringent that we won't open because at this stage, what we're trying to do is to get the government to understand that we need financial support. They have asked us, we have a furlough here, but furlough covers 80% of the wages, but it still costs us about £30 per person by the time we've paid PAYE and, and national insurance and accrued holidays. So we've tried and we're involved in all the bodies representing our industry to make sure the government tries to give us a contribution towards that because the system has sort of gone eat out to help out. That was quickly followed by drink up and clear off and then closure. So there's been no strategy at all from the politicians. There's been a tactic, but no, no strategy. The tactic being closure. So, but going forward, we have a degree of optimism that when we do open and, you know, the vaccine was announced just today, it's, it's hopefully going to be administered next week. That as we go forward, I think that consumer confidence will come quickly. And we're hoping to gear up for that. And we have lost in this period of closure, we've probably lost about 15% of our staff. And we're going to see if we can manage in the short term with that staff reduction. So it's all sort of common sense, sensible approaches that we've put in place throughout the closure and that we're putting in place for the next three months. But of course, we have no certainty and that uncertainty is causing a degree of indecision within our various companies and a huge amount of stress. Bill, I just want to bring in Gemma, 
who I'm very jealous of this morning that we're not actually with you in the Merchant Hotel in Belfast, obviously socially <laughs> distanced. But Gemma, you're very welcome. And you're the lead for AIB in this sector. Have you any guidance to offer customers on how to approach their bank for support? Yes. Hi, Gavin. Yes, I suppose I would firstly say, you know, customers need to make sure that they're fully informed in all the various support options that are available. And I suppose I'll maybe touch on those a little bit in a bit. They need to understand their liquidity requirements and really what support they believe they need to be able to get their businesses really back up in trading with the aim of eventually returning to more normalised levels of trading. You know, all customers would have been looking at their cash flows and their projections kind of back in March, April, May time. And with the second lockdown, if they haven't already, they'll have to be re-looking at these and seeing what impact that is now having on the projections they originally sent into their banks. I suppose really early and continued engagement with the bank is so important and I, and I would encourage everybody if they haven't already to speak to their relationship manager and their other advisors so we can all work together to put in place the right support package. You know, if we look back kind of to when this all was announced, you know, everybody had to adapt very quickly to what was happening, you know, including the banks and our first priority was to speak to our customers to let them know that we were here for them. And I suppose the key message I want to get across today is that we continue to be supportive and we want to let customers know that we will be continuing to work with them through this very uncertain time. Would you have an opinion then in terms of the hospitality sector that there's now some hope? Be the customer advocate now, along with Bill beside you, that what you're hearing is that, look, there is hope for next year that the tourists do come back, that they, they do fly into the country in both Belfast and Dublin and all the other airports. For sure. Like, I think the announcement of the vaccine this morning, and I know we all have to be a bit cautious about things because it hasn't been, you know, announced or released yet. But I think that it all sounds very positive. And if we can get that kind of in place, it'll make things a lot better. It'll give people the ability and the confidence to be able to reopen and get back out there and help the industry really get open again and start trading. And Bill, just to ask you the same question, well, slightly differently, if you were to go and consider the fact that household saving rates in both the North and the South are actually quite high through the pandemic for those that have managed to keep their jobs, would you have confidence that people want to go and spend time with family and be able to get away with friends and so on. And people in 2021, obviously with the vaccine, will want to go to your hotels, will want to eat out, will want to do all those things to get society back to normal. Does that give you confidence? Absolutely. I think that we are sociable people and the Irish particularly. So I have great confidence that, well, nothing could be as bad as 2020, but I really feel optimistic about 21, not only from a local point of view, but I think international tourism, because I think that Ireland is seen as a, a land of, you know, a green and pleasant land and a healthy environment. And I think we'll pick up a lot of international tourism on the back of that. I think that will sort of get rid of lockdown blues throughout the world. I'm, I'm hugely confident about that. And as for local people, I don't see them as being the, the shy and retiring type who will take another nine months to want to come out. I think people are desperate to get out and return to normality. And I think our industry will be there ready to pick up those opportunities. And going forward, there will be closures There'll be closures in all of our sectors, whether it's restaurants, bars or hotels. And some of those probably would have been viable businesses that didn't deserve to close. 
but others will be ones that were struggling before this pandemic struck. So I think that there will be a new and invigorated hospitality industry, and I think there'll be huge opportunities in it, you know, for those who are entrepreneurial. There's obviously problems throughout retail. I would say there'll be quite a few retail units that won't close up, and there'll be landlords looking out for opportunities that could be presented to the hospitality industry. So I think that other people entering it, young entrepreneurial people who don't have the funds behind them, I think they will be there, there will absolutely be opportunities for them. And that in turn could act as a stimulus, you know, in the lower sections of the market, your small 20 to 30 seat bistro. And that in turn is a healthy sign for the whole industry. And as you go up to the bigger players, there'll be opportunities for them as well. So as long as you have a funder who believes that you have the right management strategy to move forward, I feel hugely optimistic of what's coming and I think, Gavin, the Japanese uh, have no such word as recession or depression. For them, that means opportunity. And I absolutely think that's what will come the way of, of Ireland. And I suppose if you look through the marketing of Ireland as a tourism destination in recent years, and Tourism Ireland has done a huge amount, both north and south, to promote. And you can see the social media videos of you know, all manner of attractions across the country. And that's only going to be resonating more into 2021. So there really is hope for your industry, notwithstanding for other sectors. The Brexit impact is probably more significant in the hospitality sector. Actually, the the travel reopening as fast as possible is critical for, for you and your peers. Yeah, I mean, if you do look at the way the tourist boards have promoted Ireland, I feel so sorry for that man and that woman who are diving into our Irish sea and come out smiling ear to ear, whereas the rest of us would freeze. But I think when that's shown to Americans and and Europeans, there's definitely a a feeling that Ireland is a a country that is, you know, you can walk in, you can swim in, it's it's healthy. And all that should rebound very nicely for for us as as a marketing strategy, particularly with what we've gone through, you know. I'm absolutely optimistic for Ireland. And if you look at what we talked about a number of weeks ago, I think when we first spoke, it was just before the US election result was known. And now even the incumbent accepts the announcement that President Joe Biden elect is going to be coming in in January. That can only be good news for, for Ireland as well. Exactly. Well, he prides himself on his Irishness. So I think there are good signs. So, Bill, how do you feel pricing will be impacted as business picks up? given there is a likely increase potentially in competition, especially for domestic markets? Well, I hope it's not a case of price cutting because that will absolutely be a race to the bottom and that won't be good for anyone. For us, we have held our levels, our room rates on our restaurants and our pubs. We are not cutting prices. A, because it doesn't make any sense because we had a strategy before and a costing before which worked and b it would absolutely affect the brand so going forward if you you know in our bars and restaurants we're holding prices as they are and we we will increase where is necessary because i i found out in the last recession it, it didn't mean that people didn't come out it meant they were more choosy to where they came to so we would be concentrating on service and product 
and making sure the customers had a you know a fantastic time. As for our hotels, Bullet and Merchant, we absolutely won't be cutting rates. But if someone books and they decide they can't come for one reason or we we have taken away all those those booking deposits, we made sure that doesn't happen. And that's our policy while the pandemic's on and going forward, we're going to leave that in place for about the next year. That That's a policy we've done, but we won't be reducing our rates. Okay, Gemma, just to bring you back in, what key messages would you give customers listening to this today where they could actually take now act to contact or engage with AIB or any or their bank in terms of supports? Yeah, so there's a few key messages, Gavin. I suppose the first one, as I touched on earlier, is that they need to be fully informed and all the support available. There's a, there's a range of different options. You know, the UK and ROI governments, you know, they have a, a number of different supports from wages to rates and relief, VAT deferrals and various types of business grants. Our focus as a bank over the last couple of months has been on government-backed funding options and known as the Coronavirus Business Interruption Loan Scheme and the Bounce Back Loan Scheme. They're all open to UK-based companies that are being impacted by COVID and they range from small SMEs up to larger companies. So what I wanted to say today is those schemes do remain open. The deadline for applications is the end of January 2021. So I would encourage people to reach out to their banks, have a look on the AIB NI website and also NI Business Info, which has some great information. Discuss it with your advisors and just make sure that you're availing of all the support. There is similar supports in the South through the SBCI, Working Capital Scheme, and a credit guarantee scheme. And again, I'd encourage you really to reach out to your bank and again, look at those websites. Fulsh Ireland also have a really great summary. You know, all those supports especially the government supports and the grants available are changing all the time. And it is, it's difficult to keep on top of them. So reach out to your advisors, your banks, and have a look at those websites. And the second thing I would just say is to use the knowledge gained. I think a lot of lessons have been learnt by companies in the first lockdown. You know, they showed great adaptability and resilience to the changes. Yeah, they, they were forced, I think, to look at all aspects of their businesses, you know, their turnover, their costs, streamlining operations. My advice to them would be to use this information and really to move forward with a better version of their business. And I, I have to say, it's, it's been lovely to listen to, to both of you today, just about there's, there's a hopeful tone, there's an optimistic tone. Bill, I know you've been high profile over many years in terms of challenging both industry and governments in, in terms of taking action and looking after industry, looking after business. And that applies then to your own staff, the economy at large. Is there anything else you'd like to say today that would really resonate? Because this has been a year like no other in the last 20 to 30 years. Well, the only thing that I could say is my example in the last recession, 2008, that that was a period where everybody felt it was never going to end. But we as a company were able to do some of the best deals we've ever done in that period both in the middle of it and as we started to come out of it. So I think that it's natural for everyone when you're in a difficult period to, to not to read your, your eyes and look a bit further. But we will come out of it. There will be opportunities. And for those people who are entrepreneurial and have funders who believe in them, I think the opportunities are there and are there to be taken.
many of your businesses are beacons in the Belfast economy, Bill. And I've been in some of the, your establishments over the years with my colleagues in, in, in uh, AB in, in Belfast and, and around the north. And I'm, I'm salivating thinking about the T-bones and the tiger prawns from your Bullet Hotel restaurants. Yeah, I remember months. you. You hardly spent a penny. <laughs> <laughs> it's been lovely speaking to you today. And listen, I hope our listeners get some insights into how difficult it's been for your industry, but that there's hope into 2021. There are huge amounts of supports available to customers from both the financing side in the banks and also from the government side as well. Demet, a lot of these schemes and, and, and the attached supports from the bank are available attached to the details in this podcast. Yes, exactly. They're all available. And I suppose I would just finish I suppose, by saying, you know, the bank's key message continues to be one of support. We will continue to be agile and work with our customers to navigate through this very uncertain time. Gavin, could I just say one other thing? Of course. That I think this pandemic has shown not only the governments north and south of the border, but the people who reside in, in Ireland, the importance of the hospitality industry. Absolutely. They, it, you know, I think that for too long we've been treated as a Cinderella industry and we've grown and grown. For instance, where I am in the north, when I started engineering and agriculture were a bigger industry than us. In a few years' time, we'd be bigger than both those industries put together. Yeah. And I think there's an understanding of, you know, not only how big we are in terms of employment, how much we contribute in terms of the economy, but we're an industry that absolutely in demand to be treated with respect. And if that comes out of this whole thing, that will be something that will be hugely positive. And it struck me in travels to America over the last 10, 12 years that the hospitality industry was always rated so highly across America. And the social fabric of the country, it's, it's not just an essential service, it's central to how people live their lives. So, Bill, I'm wishing you the best in your marketing and advertising strategies now as we enter 2021. Hope your business is successful into the new year as things do pick up. And there is optimism out there for the domestic and international markets. Sincerely, thank you to Bill and Gemma for their valuable insights. That's Bill Woolsey, MD of the Biancor Hospitality Group, and Gemma Payne, AIB's hospitality sector lead in the AIB Northern Ireland corporate team, with these insights for you today. For more detailed information on this hospitality podcast, please see links attached. For the full range of AIB supports available to our customers, please visit aibni.co.uk forward slash COVID-19 if you are a business in the north and aib.ie forward slash COVID-19 for businesses in the south. Check back for our latest podcasts and stay up to date on market developments by pressing the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. Stay safe and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.